All right, and thank you very much for watching Long Ash Podcast. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> I got okay. nothing. It's going to be one of those episodes where it's going to trudge through it. Man, we got all our lists. Developing, developing palettes just released a list. We could talk about that a little bit, but it's a weird one. Again, uh, Why are they know. so late in the game? I don't know. Everyone tries to be unique, I guess, in what they do. We try to be first. We should have been first. We were first last year, but the only reason we weren't first this year is because Aficionado put theirs out earlier yeah. than they did last year. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're actually making good cigars or it's just trendy, but I don't know. A lot of a lot of limited edition like one like things you just on a lot of people's lists like things you just can't find like and, and I'm just curious as to if that's the cool thing to do like if you were if you were went to a beer head and you're like rank the top ten beers like do you probably wouldn't recognize any of them they wouldn't say a single maybe there's like one dogfish head in there that you would kind of you know you know dogfish head but I wonder if cigars are going the same avenue. You know, there's always going to be companies. Not, there's going to be companies everybody knows, but like, oh, this Tatawahe, what, whatever the thing, or you know, this, you know, just these like one-off lines or something from a company where uh, you, you get two or three boxes of them and then they sell out right away. Not a lot of, you know, look at even the the knuckle sandwich. We had yeah. that. It was gone before we could even review it. You know, we sold out of it. So that was limited edition. I mean, it just it was just, I don't know if it was limited edition or just low production numbers or just sold out really quick. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know how much weight Guy Fieri's name pulls in this. I mean, now it's going to yeah. pull a lot, but yeah. I don't know how much before the, before it was reviewed. But I don't know if that's a trend I necessarily like. Now, like, uh, now I, I like, you know, obviously we, we make the argument that these companies need to be represented, but... You know, I feel, I feel like there's like a middle ground that people gloss. People either get way too deep, and it's like this weird size of a, a thing. You know, like like the Alfonso. Now, people gave me some shit for not knowing uh, about Alfonso. Listen, it's not a. How many reviews of them are on Coop or Half Wheel? Like, it's not a brand I would really come across. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've never seen it on Instagram. Yeah, you know, there's there's no way I would really really know that unless I would just happen to be. I welcome yeah. open arms to if people want to give me crap for not knowing cigar. I, I've never heard of that. I never even yeah. heard of that brand. So, so apparently I'd, they have a really unique. Well, that's the, always a the thing is people are always going to think that they know more. There's always going to be some guy in the comments that like, dude, this is my job and I have a passion for it, but like, I don't need to do too many deep dives. I, I don't need to go finding like the. See, I that's found how I feel about. That's how I feel about. You know. I think like you and a few a handful of people know a lot more about when movies came out, what year, certain things. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, that's really, that maybe used to be me 10, 12 years ago when I was in college. Cause like literally every waking moment I was thinking about movies, wanting to make movies, all that. And I think, so I kind of, kind of see where you're coming from where you're like, yeah, this is your passion. This is your job. But maybe sometimes in your off time, you're not necessarily studying cigars as much as, you should because no. 40, 50 hours a week, you're that's all you're thinking yeah. about. Also, <laughs> you know, like so I also don't like studying cigars. Yeah. I like enjoying cigars. Yeah. You know, I happen to be in a job where I get to learn a lot about them, interact with a lot of great people, understand it, and it's it makes the smoking of it more pleasurable. But 
if tomorrow I got a job as brand manager for something else, uh, you know, a whiskey or whatever, I would still definitely smoke cigars, keep in touch with people, maybe go to an event or two. But like, I'm not going to be on forums. I'm not going to be. It's just. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like that in anything. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not members of a community like that of anything where it's like, yeah, you know, no. let's go to a meetup and do a thing. Now I, I used like, to be like that with film, but then it just got, it got a little, it got tough to schedule, but it also got very like, once the very hobby, old after a while, once the hobby becomes work, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, like it's okay that my work becomes work. Yeah. Cause this is my work. I get paid an average amount of money to do this. Um, but I, I don't want my, my nice hobbies to become work. Like, I don't even think my knowledge of movies, like I don't really do that. Much. You know, I'm just like watching a movie and then I'll like, I'll just do like a Wikipedia thing yeah. and, and I'll just remember it. It's not yeah. like I'm studying like the annals of movie. No, no, but so even like a lot of people know years and this and that. Sometimes it's just, I feel like not like a fraud, but I'm kind of like, Oh, do I really know a lot about movies? Cause I don't know what year this movie came out. And it's kind of the same with, I guess, cigars. Now I have a question for you. Do you think the limited edition craze or wave that we're seeing right now, who's who's that, but who's it geared towards? Is it geared towards new cigar smokers? Is it towards me? It's geared towards you. It's geared towards Derek. It's geared towards people who, when I say don't smoke a lot, they're not smoking five to six a day of this, like they're old, reliable. They're having a couple a week. They want them to be special. They, they, they like variety. And so they'll buy this unique one-off thing that was, you know, a pack of 10 for 150 instead of buying boxes of Monty White or boxes yeah. of... That's how, uh, honestly, there's there's those middle companies, the Tatawahes, the Crown Heads, uh even foundation to a degree that I'm like, do you guys make money off of your core line boxes? Because I mean, listen, from the sales I say that they they sell, but the people that I see who are like buying boxes regularly are usually the older demographic, more traditional. They just they like their Monte Cristo White. They like their Romeo Bully. Yeah. You know, I don't I'm sure they exist with people who buy like a box of Wise Man Maduro a month. I don't know, because people who usually like that stuff tend to like variety and trying the new thing. It's very complicated. And that's what sampler packs are so good for, yeah. is that you get to try different different things at a reasonable price. That's why I always thought it was weird that those kind of manufacturers, I mean, I guess you got to do it for the retail stores, like a boxes of 20, because you put them out on the shelf, people take one at a time for singles. But for online, it's just like, dude, make uh, boxes of 10 will sell yeah. so much better. Like I can almost guarantee boxes of 10 would sell way better for certain manufacturers. People who like, like I said, the uh, punch or Hoyo de Monterey, like that's all you're smoking. You're going to get a better price by buying a box of 25 as opposed to a box yeah. of 10. And if you're buying one box every month and a half, then yeah, you know, you want the your perfect, best, best yeah. bang for your buck. To but, me, the perfect fit is a box of 10 for anywhere between 80 and 90 bucks. I think that's, to me, that's worth that's worth the price. I, I like a, if I'm doing a box of 10. I, more expensive? Yeah, like just because like it's got to, you got to give me something. You know, give me gotcha. something. More, well, more, yeah, I'm not opposed pop. to paying more, but you see like, I want to. And I, listen, I, and it's a shame. I'm guilty of it too. The last box of cigars I bought. Was the monster? Was the monster. Yeah. And not the sampler. I bought the sampler too, but I bought like a box of 20 yeah. of the 
the Frankenstein. Um, now I buy singles all the, any cigar so store. I'm, any cigar store I'm in, if I if I'm driving through wherever and I see a cigar shop, I stop in and I buy one or two to kind of spread the love around. I think the last box I bought was the Wagyu. I, I did I buy. I think I bought dude. a box. I bought a few boxes of the fifties, but that was the last box I bought. I never spent more money on cigars in my life than that. Than year, that fifty fiftieth year, because yeah. I bought a box of. I bought three to four boxes of Mother Church over the course of the year. I bought a box of the Foundation. I bought a box of the Steve Saka. I bought a box of the Wag. I bought two boxes of Wagyu. I bought a box of the Davidoff. I bought a box of the Agonorsa. I bought yeah. just about every one. I didn't buy the Herrera. I didn't buy the Romeo. I split a box with James. I split a box with Greg. And I, I bought split the aging the, room. I split the Churchill, uh, the Mother Church with Greg, and I should have just bought a whole box. Well, that, that brings, and maybe this is our topic for the day. Maybe I discovered it. On my own, Justin. <laughs> half I'm, asleep I while he, I don't know. No, not him. Yeah. You're half asleep discovering it while we record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very tired. I can tell. Um, and I'm still carrying this thing on my hairy back. Thanks, man. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, you do a good job of like working with me when I'm struggling to find something and you're able to to get the You're the Brian Dable of this podcast. Thank you. You extract the juice when I'm not performing well. <laughs> Again, and I, I <clears throat> sorry. I hate doing it because I've been using this reference for years. Look into the beer industry. It's a, almost a mirror image. Same kind of guys, <laughs> you know, mirror, uh, beer and, and like whiskey. I don't think anyone would buy like a 30 rack of dogfish 60 minute. Like, you're just not going to do it. You're going to buy a six pack at most or you're going to do a build your own thing. Yeah. Uh, because this style of cigar it's more creative, more unique blends. Maybe it's more complex. It's more interesting. It's coming from a cooler name. They're more expensive because they're not making a hundred thousand. They're making thirty thousand. You know, they're putting more effort into the box. They're doing more creative stuff with this and that. So it's more expensive, and people don't. You know, not only people have the money to, like I said, to to be buying a box of. Uh, like foundation-wise, man, Maduro, the same way someone buys like a package of alternatives. A box of Wise Man Maduro is, well, can you check that up for me, Justin? I think it's like $220, $230 for a box of 20. Yeah. Probably even, probably more. Um, now, they're worth it. Worth every dime of it. But I have expressed my concerns at packaging for a couple of years now, and I think it's starting to, you know, boxes sit, man, especially for yeah. online retailers. Boxes sit. It stinks. Takes up room on the sh on our in our warehouse, and people, they, especially something they don't try, they're not going to commit to two hundred and thirty dollars on a cigar they haven't tried yet, just because we tell them it's good. Yeah. Know? So my process was early on: smoke a bunch of stuff, see what I really liked, and then one of my favorite cigars is the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio Connecticut, and I bought a box of that, and that was like, I might be wrong, but I believe it was a box of like twenty four. And that took me a while to go through. And I feel like buying boxes is like, I know we just said this, but like during the 50th, I want to say they were mostly boxes of 10, 10, all, boxes all of, of 10. boxes of 10. And I think that was the right way to go because even if I split it with James, I still like we had five and five and I still have some of those left over. So I didn't feel like 
when you buy a box of 24 for me, I feel like obligated to like, oh, I have 24 of them. So I must smoke them as ver versus like you get 10 or you split a box of five. You get to kind of like save it for something special or just like you don't have to. It's not like there in my humidor being like, hey, you bought 24 of me. You must smoke me kind of thing. So um, how much was the box? Wow. It's a lot of dough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dollars. All right. Now, again, if you gave it, so that's what? So call it 300. No, yeah, call it 300. How many are in a box? 25? So what does that equal a cigar of 12? What's 280 divided by 25? 11? $11.20. Yeah, your boy was pretty much spot on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you if I smoke that cigar, I mean that cigar is worth fifteen dollars all day. But again, they have to do it for for brick and mortar. But coming out with some boxes of ten, even just like a few, it, it at least helps. You know, online has never been great for the boutique industry, the boutique part of the industry, just because of their price point. That's usually more of a tobacconist. You can buy some singles, mix and match. They can explain the cigar to you. Get to sit down and mm -hmm. enjoy it. But I think that they would fare better if they if they shifted to some smaller packaging. If they shifted to boxes of ten, even five packs. Now five packs can be annoying, but even five packs. I'm, I'm cool. Why are they? In, why would you say they're eh, annoying? Because now it's just like oh, I'm shipping you. You know, twenty thousand five packs instead yeah. of you know five thousand boxes. It's just you know, it could, or whatever the math. I'll is. buy five different singles. I know it might not be as. It's more money coming out of my my pocket, but I would rather do like the samplers we do here, the top five samplers or something like that, mm. versus a five pack because you're getting some. You're getting five different cigars. There's or too many good cigars. That's yeah. the problem. Is is the boxes of twenty and twenty five are a holdover from an era where there was like ten cigars and maybe they came in like three sizes. Now during the boom there was a lot more, but it was people who were like buying boxes and they yeah. you know they, they of the same thing and that's just what they smoked and they would not really take care of them. You know my dad always when he was working you know when he's he's been a lawyer now for Jesus fifty years or whatever it is forty years. And he was always like the cigar guy at people's office. He had to take care of their cigars because they would just like buy a box of Monte Cristos and just like leave it in their desk or a box of Macanudos. It's just a different time. People aren't buying, like they're still buying like that, but the trends are, it's moving significantly more towards people. They'll buy a box like once in a while. They'll buy a box of something limited or if they'll buy like one box of, I'm just going to keep using this as the example because now we know the pricing and everything, of like the Wise Man Maduro, they'll buy yeah. one box of it and that'll be their box of that cigar for like a year. Yeah. For one year, they'll have 25 Wise Man Maduro. Well, I think that was the difference between like the 50th Project or any of these monster, you know, Tatawahe, Tatawahe Monster Series boxes. Like that's something where you buy and then you're going to enjoy over time and there's 10, 10 in our, in the 50th Sampler uh, the Monster Series, I want to say there's maybe 12. Yeah. It might be a little bit more. Whose idea was the boxes of 10 for the 50s? I'm guessing it was yours. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't God, in the meetings like that. But God yeah. damn right it was. <laughs> but yeah, no. That was, I that was your boy. I think, But I think things like limited edition cigar, like what is, I know it's a yearly limited edition, but like the Las Calaveras, do they come in boxes of 20? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then they have then they have a a, a sampler with all four of the sizes plus a special size you only get in the sampler. So it's I believe it's five cigars. Yes, like a wooden, yeah, like a wooden five. So that, even that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, when you guys came back from you Nashville, know? I think he or he sent it to us. There, um, the, also the the problem comes between industry people like us who know how it works and we're very into the cigars and we're, we, but we, we are, we're very into the process and then the consumer. Cause sometimes something that's like something really interesting for me would be a sampler of Las Calaveras with all the different sizes so I can smoke and compare. And, but to a majority of people who don't understand how much size can play into a different smoking experience, they're like, Oh, it's just five of the same cigar. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, and that's why a lot of times Lanceros, and I was talking about, I was on the phone with somebody, I don't know if it was John or Miguel, some of us, we're talking to a manufacturer recently about this, that Lancero is like, everyone loves Lanceros until it's time to buy them. And then, yeah, you know, only like the real limited edition ones. So like the ones John did with like the uh, Capa Especial, the Now Leave Me the Hell Alone from Sokka. Yeah. You know, I think Nick did one with something. Uh, Tabernacle Havana Seed. Yes. I think he did a Lancero. He did. Um, but Lanceros as like a regular production, they no, ain't going. Yeah. And the cigar nerds, listen, and I'm one of them, and we can raise our voice to high hell about like, Lancero, that's the best smoking experience. Well, first of all, entirely depends on the blend. It's very blend dependable. And secondly... They're great. They're a fun experience. I don't know if I want 20 Lanceros of the same thing. They're my least favorite size. I don't oh. know why. Well, you can, you can f*** right off. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I, you prefer a 60 ring gauge over a Lancero? Mm, damn. Mm. I know Derek mm. does. Yeah, you like them thick? Yeah. Uh, thick, oily, veiny. <laughs> Maduro. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the Lancero feels weird to smoke. It does. It does. And that, but why you just said it's the, people say it's the best option to if, smoke. If the done, if done right, the blend on a Lancero, it's going to be your most flavor. Cause don't forget when you have that. Now this is something, and this is also interesting because there's such so many different perspectives. This is something that mo almost every manufacturer I've talked to agrees with this, except for Steve Saka. <laughs> He's the only one who said no, but how I learned it and was taught to me by guys like Nick, who I trust implicitly, is that because you get a majority of your flavor from the wrapper and there's always going to be a ratio of wrapper to filler, that ratio is greater in the area of wrapper in a Lancero because of how thin it is. So that, that ratio is off and it favors the wrapper. So you're supposedly get the most flavor out of a Lancero. If you want to take the strength off something or mute the flavor a little bit, or sometimes add even more strength to it, a thicker ring gauge, because now you have more filler. A lot gotcha. of your strength comes from the filler. You know, those, those filler leaves are going to add, you know, those, those Harrow leaves are going to add your pop. And so a thicker ring gauge can give you maybe a little more, like strength as a nicotine strength, but chill out the flavor coming off the wrapper a little bit. 
Okay. So again, I think I this would is prefer what I, I would prefer sixty over Lancero. I've been getting into sixties recently. I I I liked him before in my youth because I want to look like Tony Soprano, and I did. <laughs> I definitely looked like him a little bit. Um, but then when I really got into like you know my last maybe year in the store coming over to corporate when I actually really started getting into and like learning the different blends and seeing the farms and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more into like Lanceros and some Toros. Now there are some blends where I'm like, Hey, this, you know, uh, I, I was, I was not a fan of anything like really above a 50, but Patissier, for example, the original one that Lancero that he made was very good, but John will be the first one to admit Broadleaf on a Lancero can be tough because that, again, that ratio. So like that broadleaf, which is already very potent is now even more so when he sent us those samples that it turned out it was the redux of the Patissier, not the redux, but the Patissier now made it Naxa. And I think one of the sizes was like a five by 52. It was so goddamn good. And it was because it was thicker, bulkier. Yeah. So you got the best elements of that wrapper and then enough filler and binder to kind of smooth out the rough that, edges. Yeah. Uh, I will say now, especially after yesterday, when me and Derek had a bro down, that Churchill sample, the one you're smoking, what do you think of that? It's really good. It's um, I smoked the Connecticut out of the sampler, and that seemed a little harsher at first when I was smoking it. So far, um, that was my least favorite. So just to give yeah. everyone backstory, we're, we're testing samples from a factory for a potential project. So they had sent us a bunch of different sizes, blends, and stuff that we're, that we're testing. Um, the Connecticut was my least favorite. The Robusto was very good, but then the Churchill was excellent. I thought the Churchill was excellent. Yeah, Do you I've not had like the, it? Robu- the Robusto and the Connecticut so far, but I'm enjoying this the most. Mm. And I don't know. I'm not a church. I don't really ever go for Churchills, but this is like – so far so good like nothing like it's the flavor from since i've lit it has been like just consistent yeah the connecticut was not it seemed a little harsh like i feel like i could taste like the the, the pneumonia the, the, yeah and like the the fuel the fuel from the from the lighter i was like mm. this has been just a perfect balance so far but i wonder if it's because it's it's the size or what both of you said that there was green spots on your connecticut i had a little bit of that but um, this is so far so good, like really good. Uh, I've also so I, Churchill's, and I've gotten into like I really like a Lonsdale. I think Lonsdale is the best version of a. Uh, I prefer Lancero. Lons- yeah, I I would prefer that. I the one Lancero I've had that I really really liked was the Bella Bella Artis Bella's Artis. Yeah, it was AJ. AJ, yeah. um, that I really enjoyed, but. It's just so difficult to smoke. <laughs> For me, it's just difficult to smoke. I feel like I get zero like draw, pull, draw. Pull, pull on it. Maybe because it's so so tiny. I, I don't. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it's just so tiny. I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. So I have so many jokes I can make, but I'm not Greg, so I'm not going to make. Yeah, it. thank God. Hmm. We'll give it a second for the peanut gallery to die down. <laughs> thank God you're not Greg. Oh, I said that out loud. I don't know why my Nana is over there wearing a shawl. <laughs> she's got like a little bab- a babushka on. She like she's traveling. The, she's, she has to shower. It looks like she's traveling the uh, the train from Moscow. No. No, the other she, one with the... She looks like the mom from, from An American Tale, Fievel. 
I was always told you shouldn't wash your hair every day. And then somebody recently told me that for men, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have to wash my hair every day. That was the nicest thing she ever said about me. Ever. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I gave you any of the samples, but we had gotten, me and John Huber did like a little little side test. I, I think I definitely gave you some, where he sent me uh, Mother Church test blends of the Mother Church blend in a Lonsdale. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't, well, it was too bad. Yeah, too bad. But those were excellent. But the Churchill, going back to my Michael Herklotz quote, the Churchill tells the story of a blend so well. Um, it it sucks when it comes down to you know a majority of ah, majority at least fifty percent of cigar smokers. They want what they see in a movie. They don't. Yeah. You can't explain to them like, no, this blend, you know, like this size, the blend will like work this way. The tobaccos are layered in a certain way. A Churchill's too long. A Lancero, they say, looks too silly. A six by sixty might look too large. Yeah. Like they just want a, a Toro or a Robusto because that's what they saw in a movie. You know, but then you have the Last Dance documentary where he has that seven by like it's like a Panatella. That was like a Cuban esque <laughs> yeah. Panatella. Yeah, at the end of the documentary, he's just lighting it up. I was like, damn. I that's wish boss. he was. I wish he was more into involved in uh, the industry. I wish he was more into a, the American cigar market because yeah. I feel like he was. It was in the '90s. Somebody he told him to smoke Cubans, and now he's super rich. So he's like, yeah, I can just smoke Cubans. But I'm like, dude, we're making not weird. It's not in America, but this the American yeah. industry is making. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. Now, I'm not a big Cuban smoker, but I did see a lot of comments on our content from when we talk about all the lists and particularly the aficionado list with people saying that this was like a very good year for Cubans. I, I wouldn't know. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there, were they saying why? I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't. Um, but I don't know, man. The, the Cuban industry, it's just such, such a different animal i mean i still don't understand like the the blending process like they never say what the blend is i wonder if they even have the terminology for it but they never say oh it's this kind of seed variety from this place in cuba it's just always cuban 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 so i don't understand the even the blending or the manufacturing aspect that well there's so many regional releases now i mean if you think it's hard to keep track of like what we got going on in america there's three or four Partaguses that are just made for Spain, like one for Spain, one yeah. for England, one for like Brazil. Like you, as a country, if you do decent sales for a Cuban brand, you can call up and like make a regional. And then they're all like $20 now. Uh, the Chinese market is just going to suck all yeah, those Yeah, we were up. saying that earlier or low at uh, later they, last year we were saying yeah, that. They might utilize those regional releases as a way to – offer something like, hey, we can only sell this in Spain so we can price it accordingly. But anything that has the ability to be sold in China, we're gonna is gonna be this marked up price because China's buying them, so yeah. we might as well mark them up. We, they might as well be, you know, whatever the 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 tax from Hong Kong was, which is rather why the reason the price went up. Um, and what? listen, those Cubans that Justin brought from the boat, that was a that was a really great cigar. That was a very, yeah. very good cigar. But Justin, I tell you, that was the second time I had that cigar. Yeah, no, that was yeah. I like that one. Second time you had that one specifically. Yeah. 
This is not an open forum. This is not how this works. This, this, no, this is not how this works. Okay, can you tell, no, you tell us when we're done filming. Um, you were saying though, you said it was, it was nice that he bought it, but, or. It was nice that he, now I lost my train of thought because Babushka was talking. Um, no, it was nice that he bought, and the cigar was excellent, but, and I have a pre-trained palate. Yeah. You took the band off that. I can tell you it's a Cuban. No way I'm telling you which one. They are very similar. Similar. Like there, you'll there'll be some differences where like I think this is a different blend, but now I don't want to say that they're all for me, a lot of Cubans just go right down Main Street. Similar to like what I feel about the Mother Church. It's an excellent smoke, yeah. medium body, complex, nuanced, flavor transitions where they should be. And that's what I feel like all Cubans are, but you know, they don't really have Maduros. There's only like a couple, like Literally on one hand is maybe two or three, and I think they're all Cohiba. So they don't really utilize, you know, Maduro or that kind of fermentation. The Pinar del Rio region of Cuba is where they get a majority of this tobacco. And dude, Cuba is only the size of like what Massachusetts? It's not that big of an yeah. island. It's maybe a little bit bigger than that. It's probably maybe the size of New Jersey. So, you know, when you talk about the variation in tobaccos you get from Nicaragua, even though that's only one country, but it's a much it's a larger country. In Cuba. So Esteli to Condega to Yalapa, Ometepe, Pueblo Nueva, like these are different regions with kind of different environments and ecologies going on to provide different soils, different uh, nitrates, mm -hmm. you know, different elements making up the soil content, um, different weather even, you know, from the dryness or, you know, the volcanic ash of Ometepe to something with a little more rain, a little more cloud cover for wrappers. So you're going to have those variations you can have an all nicaraguan blend but you can be tasting so many different things cuba is like it's all kind of common from the same place it's excellent don't get me wrong but i mean the reviews i see on cubans the ones that get really bad reviews almost all the time it's based on construction and now construction can lead yeah. to bad flavors because you layer the tobaccos in there wrong or you have a, a plugged cap or something to where you have to cut it deeper and it opens up the draw too much. It's going to taste burnt. It's going to taste bitter. It's going to taste gnarly. So construction plays a ton into not just having to relight it or whatever, but into the actual flavors you're experiencing. Justin, did you have construction issues on, when you smoked yours? Uh, uh, what about the like cigarillo types you smoked from there? I would imagine. So were they machine made? They were definitely short filler, but were they machine made? No, they were all hand. Okay. Yeah, I was them there by hand. Oh, nice. No, those, the machine made ones literally look like, like on an assembly line. They're all identical. They think of cigarettes. They look like cigarettes. They, 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 they look like yeah. yeah. Those aren't the ones that are, did you say there was one that was just filler and binder? No, or the one that's just all wrapper tobacco. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was using short filler in that though. Because um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Do you know what you know? Do you know what short filler? Is? I don't know if you ever talked about this, but you're so short. So short versus long filler. Short filler, the filler tobaccos that you see in anything that works any premium cigar. It's the whole leaf. They take the seam out. You know the the center, fold it in there. Short filler. It's used a lot of machine made cigars. It's not necessarily bad, but basically what it is is all the parts of the tobacco that you 
kind of chop off to make it fit or put into your blend. All the little chopped pieces, like a David Allen salad. If you will. <laughs> yeah. That's all you, now that doesn't mean it's crap because if you're Padron, a Padron short filler cigar is you're using the components of Padron cigars. Yeah. So it's aged, it's premium yeah. quality. Um, but typically short filler is used for lower, you know, lower tiered, yeah. but it doesn't mean you can't have a good cigar with it. Yeah. I never knew what, never knew that. Yeah. There's <clears> not a lot. There used to be a lot more. I, people are really focusing on premium these days, um, which I like, but again, like, you know, again, going to the, to the beer analogy, not a, there's not a new company that's producing like a Pabst Blue Ribbon style beer yeah. where it's like 30 for $18. People, if new companies coming to the market are premium, something unique. Oh, we took this malt from Germany and uh, this, this seed from my mother's attic or whatever. And we made this crazy blend and it's called uh, Crazy Reindeer Cranberry Santa Ale. This might be a random question, but do you see how beer companies are making seltzers like hard seltzers yeah that's for like me. what would be <laughs> what would be I the equivalent in the cigar world i don't think there really is one because it's a different product okay entirely i mean it's still under alcohol i guess vape or the, any okay. of the smokeless stuff now what would a, this i don't know if this would work what about like the still worse still well star where they used pipe tobacco for a cigar is yeah, that that's, some, that's more of a unique experiment okay. that would be more uh of like if you see a beer company mixing in whiskey into the beer or oh, something like something barrel like that. aged beer or barrel aged okay. beer yeah where they're where they're doing something very unique with the process but uh, no it, uh, a seltzer is like a entirely different product it would be like Steve Saka releasing, not even pipe tobacco. It'd be like Steve Saka releasing like dip tobacco. Okay, all right. It's something totally different that's kind of in the world, but not but really. just under the name and yeah. it's totally a different, yeah, because yeah, you have yeah. like, I think, what, those still didn't Budweiser, Budweiser like do seltzer and... Yeah, Budweiser has seltzer. Or, or something like that, yeah. But no, the still world star I really enjoy. They have good seltzers. Do they? I'm, so, I'm, I'm just a White Claw guy because like they were the first ones there. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a truly... High noons get me too, too tuned up. Yeah, because it's vodka. It's like yeah. the the that's the beauty of the seltzer is like it's like having a beer, but without the carbs and yeah. with my stomach issues. So it's it's nice. But yeah, those high noons is just like vodka. Like a, it's like a <laughs> vodka seltzer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm, people are having like news. nine or ten of those. I'm like you can't. Yeah, those a are buddy of mine, Louie. You know Louie. Yeah. He uh, he had like his holiday party the other day for his work, and I'm like, I know you got banged up. What'd you drink? So, oh, I had like a couple like vodka on the rocks, and I'm like, dude, you had vodka on the ro like, what are you a serial killer? <laughs> like vodka on the rocks? Do you know? Like that's for like old. Yeah. I feel like old Italians would drink that. I feel like it's yeah. like like know, mafia guys cops, drink yeah. that. I can't do that, man. That's that's too much. Just vodka on ice. Right, first of all, I vodka can't do sucks. much on the rocks. I can do whiskey on the. I can do bourbon. Uh, I can do a good tequila. I can't do gin. Gin is gross. Yeah, I gotta mix because I'm, I'm soft. No, it just tastes better. Yeah, but I don't mix anymore really because whatever you're mixing with generally has sugar, and then like you get the worst hangover with the sugar. This yeah. we gotta think about at our age. <laughs> These young punks don't realize that. I have to be careful what's in my mixer. <laughs> Meanwhile, I used to drink jungle juice out of like a a cooler that wasn't washed. <laughs> yeah. 
and people would just like pour in <laughs> shotgunning, Captain- shotgunning four locos before you knew what four oh, loco could man. do. Before yeah. we knew that it was poison. Yeah. That was. Did you guys ever, any of you ever have this drink? It's called a snake bite. It's Guinness. Somehow how they poured it was awesome. Guinness on top and like an apple cider on the bottom. It's like I, in a can? Or no, it's like it's a like drink. It's a they drink. Like it, I ordered it, it at the bar and they, I was like, I hear this snake bite is awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's Guinness and apple cider mix. I was like, oh, he's like, no, no, no. It sits on top. The Guinness is so heavy. It sits on top or a stout sits on top. I was like, I've tried it a few times. It was, and, and I don't like ciders at all. You don't like ciders? Don't They're mind. too sweet for I don't me. Mind. Okay, yeah. Actually, and then you go back into like, to me, I get the headache with that. The sugars. Yeah, they're just su- super sweet. Has it? Have any of you ever had that? Yeah. No, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you you cider? Okay, yeah. No, it's. I'm like an angry. I'll, I'll take an angry orchard. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I'll try it when the fall. Nice. Yeah, when the first leaf. As far as it changes, and yeah, the, it changes. The jeans it? and the tennis shoes come out. <laughs> the apple, yeah, the apple cider. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, drinking when you're thirty guess, versus twenty, yeah, it's totally different. We used different. to just, you know, what we used to do is we used to we would put a bunch of booze in like a like the Gatorade, like what they pour on the coach. Yeah, a bunch of booze in that, and then we would get like lime, like juice concentrate. Like it's like basically like the frozen. It'd come like you know like the Pillsbury can and yeah. eating, like croissants so you have like lime and lemon juice or like lemon like con- like fruit juice concentrate so it's frozen okay so it's like it's not watered down at all you would make juice with this by adding like water to gotcha. it gotcha okay so it's just like the pure sugar and like and cherry flavor of the thing yeah. and we would just dump it in into the into the thing and then like add like sprite and then everyone would just die oh I had like two seltzers on Saturday and then I also had a couple gummies. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple gummies. <laughs> well, I watched the, I got the Louis CK stand up. Oh, uh, nice. He, How is he it? live streamed from his uh, Madison Square Garden show. How was it? It was good. It was really good. He's, he's, he's my favorite. He's the best. Yeah. Um, anyway, what the hell were we talking about before that? Cubans. Short filler. Cuban sandwich. If we go to Cuban Florida, sa- I'm going to get you a Cuban sandwich, boy. Yes. Let me tell you. I have my shirts already lined, out, lined up for that. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recycle some of the Hawaiians I wore Didn't last year. did we say year? we were going to uh, – oh, wait, no. He, is he getting rid of the mustache? Yeah. I saw. The, if the the goal is that they have $10,000 for charity and they'll shave the mustache. Okay, because I think we were all talking about growing a mustache. Just to, to just rocking stashes yeah, down there? Yeah, yeah. I'd do that. I think I mean, we can all pull it off like pretty well. Like we all have like enough mustache. We'd still look ridiculous. Jess doesn't want me to shave because she thinks the baby's going to get like who are like, you know, you love videos of the babies being like the yeah, but you don't really see men that shave and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know me anyway. Yeah. So just wear a fake beard until it grows back. <laughs> yeah. Just walk around my house with a fake beard. Yeah. That would be the weirdest thing. I, re- I do remember when my dad shaved. My dad used to have a beard like mine fake and then beard. he shaved it to just mustache it had to be in like 94 because we were still living in Rockaway when yeah. he did it. And I remember walking down and seeing him. And, and this was back when my dad had a f- hair like mine. Yeah. Now he's just Mr. Clean. Uh, but I remember being he doesn't like- have any facial hair? He, he, he has the smallest remnants of a gray mustache, like a wisp gotcha, of a mustache. Yeah. Like it looks like he drank a macchiato <laughs> and it just kind of stayed <laughs> just there. A, yeah, the it's macchiato just a wisp stash. of a mustache. Uh, but my dad had a big beard, like a beard like mine. He had like an 80s- Beard, you know, like when yeah. like uh, guys in the eighties had like yeah. 
thick beards. Yeah. Not like thick, like down no, here. No, no, but, they but were, like thick, yeah. Like, they were thick, it was yeah. brown or black, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I remember he shaved and just had a mustache, and I came down this. I had to be four years old, and, and like, I was just like, fuck? what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, I mean, he was just fitting the Italian stereotype. Well, the one so time good. I shaved for a movie here christine literally walked past me she's like i had no idea that was you but here's the thing is it, your your beard grew back so because i remember that but i don't remember it like lasting a while i remember yeah, you no, being it never back does to, back to beard pretty yeah, quickly. it never does which i'm so happy about um but yeah, that, going, that bare, going bare naked on the face is hope that doesn't screw up as we get older i hope it like our our hair like a beard regrowth doesn't slow down yeah i hope not is that even a thing yeah, think about it. Think about like losing your hair up top and oh, like how shit. long it comes back. How many old old guys do you see with like big bushy beards? It's true. I can't you lose know? this. I mean, hopefully I'll just die before it happens. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> 55, 60. Really? That's, That's what you're giving yourself? Yeah. I I lived a hard life from 18 to 28 uh, there was a hard 10 years in there <laughs> so you think that's just shaving years. off like your life have you ever had a lip in and smoked a cigarette at the same time no, while drunk i wasn't that desperate oh man anything to take the pain away <laughs> <laughs> i've never done anything because it's not i never smoked cigarettes though but oh, man. yeah i mean I, justin definitely has you ever had a cigarette Adele's, Adele's never even seen a cigarette. Watch. You ever had a cigarette? I don't even believe you. I don't believe you uh, at all. She said she was. Didn't you say you used to like you used to party in your twenties? Things change when you hit twenty-eight. I don't think she partied. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like more tea, Mister Crumpets? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> could you her teddy bear doing a line of coke? And I'm like, come on, Teddy, don't it, do that. Would actually, that's the funnier story. She actually <laughs> did party, but just with like cutesy animals. But they were like raging. She <laughs> walks in and like Snuffleupagus is like, yeah, just getting his arm ready. Um, your your beanie babies are doing the keg stand. Yeah, I'm telling you though, and I I, I haven't done that many drugs. I, I really haven't. I've I've done a, a couple. Um, I've drank everything that there is to drink. Yeah. Um, and I've done every version of nicotine and tobacco that exists from hookah yes. to chew, to lips, to pipes, to cigars, cigarettes, clove cigarettes. I used to smoke clove oh, cigarettes, God. the black ones. Oh man. God, they, they tasted like cinnamon. Yeah. They smelled. Oh man. I how you right. did that. I, if I smell that now, I want to throw up, but <laughs> I, it, 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 there's one experience though that's the ultimate version of all that and that's you're not hammered but you're like two and a half beers in yeah it's gotta be beer something about the beers because like you know i don't know hard alcohol makes it happen too quickly two and a half beers two and a half seltzers you're just getting like that nice yeah. like oh this is gonna be a fun night and then you go outside and you light up a cigarette there's nothing like it oh like I don't even know how to explain it, but you're just yeah. like, this is what it life should this be. This is it. Is that moment. And I'll, I'll probably never experience it. I've tried to experience it since, but I really don't drink that much anymore. And I haven't really, I mean, I'll have a, an occasional stress cigarette once a yeah. month. But I mean, dude, I was a pack a day smoker for years. I've been off that. I can see why you're like 55, 60. I, if I yeah. make it to 80, I'll be happy. 
you know. Oh, you have. You're, you're you'll you'll be fine. No, I know, but like like you've you went hard in the paint like from 18 I went, to 28. Yeah. I I did too, but I never smoked cigarettes. I'm not saying that's like the deciding factor. Um probably is a deciding factor. But yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you some yeah. some hope, but nah. you don't think you slowing down and stopping like all of that? It's not, and oh, then yeah. you're losing there, weight. There's, a, there's studies that it's like, like regrouping when you when you quit cigarettes. Um, there's like a cycle of a few years in terms of like lung repair. Yeah, that and you run marathons, dude. Like I ran two half marathons. Two, so that equals one whole marathon over the course of a year. Yeah, <laughs> took me a year to run a whole marathon. But, one more marathon than I'll ever run. No, you could do it. We should do it. Do it with me this year. It's honestly not that bad. A half marathon is not that bad when you I get when you get going. I have to conquer like not eating crap for a whole month. I'm not just talking about like one specific type of crap food, all crap food, and then I'll feel comfortable. I we are playing. Um, I, I coach basketball, and the coaches are playing the eighth graders in the next few weeks. If I could leave that without any injuries, score a few points, not breathe like Dom DeLuise, I will. Then I'll <laughs> think about doing a marathon. But yeah, no, that's that's well, listen, the ultimate test right now for me I'll, is if I can keep up with these athletic fourteen year olds who could who are taller than me. I'll leave you with this because I do have to go because I, yes. I have a we have to wrap up here. Uh, the first, it's going to take you. This is what happened when I started training. It's going to take you a while to hit a mile, and then you're going to think like, oh, well, now I can do two miles, but you can't. Just it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna like the first three miles of in training, it's gonna take like weeks and you're gonna get really, really discouraged. Like, I can't do this. And then one day you're just gonna do five and it's not gonna be that bad. And then one day you're gonna do seven and you're like, that's really not. I remember right towards the end of my training, I was, I, two weeks in a row, I did, I did eight and then I did nine and I was like, I'm not terrible right yeah. now. Like, I was able to like have a rest of the day and not crash on the couch. Not just like, yeah. yeah, the uh, the one I did right before, two weeks before, I did my like 11 and a half and then you do like a week of rest and then you do like five right before the race. That one is when I like hit my wall. So that one was really tough. My 11 and a half, my 11 and a half one was 10 times tougher than the 13 miles I ran on race day. The 11 and a half killed me and I was by myself. So there's no like, there's no like uh, pomp and circumstance. Oh, let's go. You can do it. Yeah. It's just me running around Totoa, New Jersey by myself. <laughs> People throwing things at me. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> but were you dodging, dipping, diving, ducking, and dodging? I was dipping. There we go. damn sure. Um, all right, that's it. Fun episode. It was random, yes. but I think we got there. We got, we got somewhere there in the end. We, we got, got somewhere. somewhere in the end. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, give it to him, Chris. Keep them lit. Keep them lit. <laughs> <laughs>